What's up and welcome back. It's the ANA Sports Show. I am your host, Anthony Cortez, joined alongside my two good friends and co-hosts, Mr. Alexander Ashley. What's going on, fellas? And Mr. Kevin Rowe. You're welcome. It's the week of October 11th. We're recording this on the 12th, though. Um, but welcome back to the party, everybody. Anybody join us for the first time, welcome to the party. Appreciate you showing up. Appreciate you joining us. We're two, we're not two, sorry, we're three good friends now. That's yeah, who's the two good? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, we get together, try to every week to uh, talk good about the ugly in sports, EA sports. Um, as we all know, lots of NFL going on, MLB playoffs, probably my favorite time of the year, playoff baseball on TV every night. Um, but before we do get to that, Alex likes to start off our shows with useless information, so I'm going to go, let him go ahead and do that. Absolutely. So probably the biggest news as of recent, John Gruden, the now former head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders, is officially out as head coach after email surfaced uh, an exchange of him and Washington football team members, uh, executives to be more specific, which included uh, by John Gruden, homophobic uh, and racial tropes. Um, as well as inappropriate photos of women, including Washington football team cheerleaders. Uh, the Bucks have also decided to take down uh, Mr. Gruden from their ring of fame or whatever version of it uh, that they have. So we will see um, how the Raiders will perform for the rest of the season. This may be a godsend to some degree because they weren't getting as good as maybe they thought they should be with some of the players that they have, but they were going to be locked into a contract for a while. And if he's not a good character guy, get him out of there because you see a lot of good character things kind of developing their players staying clean, uh, people being able to beat themselves in the locker room. Um, so we'll see how this goes. The Raiders as well. The NBA preseason is underway. A couple of interesting points to take note of the Nets and Kyrie. Kyrie uh, is refusing to get the COVID 19 vaccine, which is his prerogative. He has the right to say so. However, the state of New York does require you to have a vaccine to work in the state of New York. So at this moment in time, Kyrie could not take place in any games, any home games for the Brooklyn Nets. Um, there was some kind of back and forth about this. Potentially, he could play any away games. However, there are more and more cities and teams that are doing the same thing. The Nets have officially put down their foot saying, look, you are not a part-time player. You are either with us or you are not with us for the time being. Um, so it looks like Kyrie, uh, at this moment in time, is not a Brooklyn Net, although he is still under contract. So to some degree, he is. But they are not considering him a full member. We will see how that progresses that team is good enough to win without him and for a while they did without him because i don't know if some of you guys remember but last year he actually took somewhat of a sabbatical uh and then some more time off as well during the, the season and then last but not least the mlb is in excuse me the, as anthony said the mlb is in full postseason swing <laughs> pun fully intended there um with three of our four ds teams uh, already being solidified, we await the Dodgers-Giants results tonight and potentially tomorrow night uh, if the Dodgers do win this evening, 10-12. Uh, tomorrow, we Thursday. Okay, I apologize. Uh, the day after. Uh, Boston took on the Rays and won that 
uh, in pretty backhandish fashion, which was kind of cool. Uh, Astros over the White Sox. Uh, and then lastly, the Braves over the Brewers. So far, we have the Astros, the Braves, Boston, and we'll see which last one. Moving on to the CS. And those are your very generalized highlights. Appreciate it, Senor. I want to touch on pretty much everything that you brought up, but uh, we could talk first with uh, we took the week off last week, um, so we missed week four. I just wanted to ask you all real quick if, you had any, if there were any games in week four that you all wanted to – that y'all wanted to touch on more specifically, like I, I'm thinking Tom Brady's first visit, first visit back to Gillette um, since becoming a Buccaneer. Uh, he came away with the victory 19, 19 to 17. Um, any thoughts on that game? Did y'all care at all? What did you think since you're the one who brought it up? Um, closer game than I would have expected. And I honestly, like, I didn't it, – it, it didn't finish how I was – how I expected. I mean, if they got a field goal to win it, you would, you would think Brady would go down there and get a, get a touchdown to kind of solidify the victory. But um, I thought it was interesting how Belichick also went into the Buccaneer locker room or they went into some kind of space, a room or whatever, uh, after the game to talk for what, what some called 20 minutes, whether it was 20 minutes or not, it doesn't matter. Anyways, he went over there to just have a chat with, with, um, with Brady. So just kind of wonder what that, what that was all about. Was it just like a, cause you'd imagine like a, Hey, good game, you know, hope you're Miss doing you, well. Miss you, baby. Come yeah. Home. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you would imagine that would only take about five minutes, but 20 minutes, you know, you're probably catching up on life. How, how's it going? How are they treating you over there? Are you sure you don't want to come back? I'm nothing without you. You know. You know I didn't mean none of it. You know. <laughs> something. One girl. Like, are you sure you don't want to come back? Like, are you absolutely positive? We can work things out, you know? Like, I, I'm nothing without you. I'm not, And I'm not saying Bill is nothing without Tom. I'm not saying that at all. But, yeah, I just thought that oh, was interesting. Tom did say in a post-game interview that – he will be spending a lot of time up there and he's, he would not be surprised to see his career end up back in Foxborough uh, and some form or capacity. So I don't think, you know, you're too far from being wrong. You know what and I mean? Called that place home for like 20 years. So exactly. He did. He's like, my kids grew up there. They went to school there. I had a family and I, you know, I had my family there and you know what I mean? Yeah. 20 years is a long time for anybody to be in one place. That is, a long, a lot, that is a long, long time. That is, I mean, if you think about it, that's basically Tim Duncan staying with the Spurs his whole career and then at 42, whatever it is, him saying, you know what, I can probably still play for another three years, but I want to do it somewhere else. Couldn't imagine that happening, but that's essentially what this, you know, what this was. Right. So well, There's a lot more animosity between him and the front office. Exactly. One thing I did find interesting, though, and – I'm not discounting Nick Folk, but I think there's something to be potentially read into when you look at Belichick's decision to kick a field goal there at the end of the game. Because um, that's like a 56-yard field goal. Even for the better kickers in the league, the strongest legs in the league, that's not – Not easy. Yeah, and then some. You're literally – Especially in the rain. Yeah, so he did not – and it was like fourth and two, fourth and one. Like it wasn't – it was fourth and very manageable. And instead of putting the ball in his rookie quarterback's hands, he decided to put it in the 
I guess, put it at the foot of his kicker. So I don't know if there's any folks. Folks been one of the most consistent ones this year, though. So I would, I don't yeah. doubt him for going but that route. Just not the optimum scenarios in that game because it was it was foggy, it was damp, it was cold, and it's like no, wasn't the best kicking circumstances. Exactly. But he exactly. is a good kicker. Yeah. Again, that's why I said I'm not taking anything away from him, but it just it was real sketchy. <laughs> That he went like, no, I'm not going to give it to my quarterback, who, by the way, only averages three yards in the air per throw, per attempt. I'm going to give it to Nick Foles in these shitty conditions and, like, hope he makes it. You know what I mean? Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Any other games last week y'all uh, wanted to touch on? Or is that pretty much it? That was, pretty much, that was it for me. The previous week? <laughs> yeah, week four. Right. Uh, I mean, Arizona beating the Rams was a big one. Um, that is a big one. Putting them firmly in first place in that division. And we're starting to see a little bit of cream croppery rising to wherever it is that they need to go. Um, also, the Giants beating the Saints in overtime has to be pretty big. Tennessee taking the L to the Jets. Yeah. Looked like they were maybe getting better. And then the following week looked like they're not getting any better. How about um, the how about the Jets beating the Titans in overtime? Exactly by three. Um, yeah, no one of these ones that had everybody talking was the Cardinals beating the Rams. Exactly, because everybody had the Rams as the NFC favorite, and then they lost to the Cardinals. Now everybody's on the Cardinals bandwagon. Right. Yeah. I guess the question is: Is can the Cardinals sustain what they're doing right now? Right now, yes, it looks like they can. They kind of have the recipe, the playmaker, the innovative coaching, the defense now this year that is able to get to the quarterback. But I don't know. I mean, the rest of this week there – or next week, sorry. Um, Is it this week? Yeah, this week. They're at at Cleveland. Then you're home against – you're home against Houston, home against Packers, and then at the Niners again. Which the Niners did give them some trouble. You know, I mean, I won't say they, but you know, yeah, seventeen to ten is like the closest game that they've had so far. Yeah, I mean, I don't see the, the only thing going for the Forty ers is their defense. Right. Yeah, if they had even some semblance of a healthy offense, a healthy operating offense, I should say. Um, I don't see the Cardinals running the table, but. They they make a pretty good case to win the division right now. Sure. I still think that one is going to be in contention. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But the 49ers and the Seahawks have definitely taken a step further back than other people thought they would. There's, right. Uh, and now with now with Russ out, uh, he's out for at least a month. Did I see that? Yeah, probably. Uh, if not more. I, I'm guessing like six to eight weeks probably. Yeah, I thought I thought I saw eight-ish weeks. So if he does come back, and if they do make the playoffs, he's he's questionable if if at best for the uh, for the playoffs. So that's a- yeah. But let's talk about that because I mean, when Gino came in, Gino looked good. <laughs> Gino he looked, looked good. He looked, he looked a lot better than he did his in his Jets years. I would agree with that, but. <laughs> 
at that point in time, like he, Anthony. He's was no Russell Wilson, but he looked pretty good. He was fine. I don't think that puts them anywhere. Their backfield isn't consistent enough or hard hitting. They don't have an offensive line to keep him upright. I I can't they, see you know Smith maintaining the ship. You know what I mean? They got big issue, bigger issues on their defensive side than their offense. They have bigger issues everywhere. Uh, their offensive line just is gives bad. up way too much, though. I agree. They have like the worst offense or the worst defensive line, I think, in the entire league right now. Um, and they have to go against, you know, yeah, some much improved run blocking from Los Angeles, from Arizona, uh, from a lot of these guys. So uh, I think another big win from this this week, this uh, the fifth week was the Chargers beating the Raiders and before all of this shenanery took place, right? Uh, the Chargers are now number one in their division, and their division includes the Chiefs and the Raiders, who starting at 3-0 and were playing against some good teams and winning. Uh, and the Chargers look, like, good. You know what I mean? The Chargers like, look good. I'm glad you brought that up because the Chargers look for real, and right now the Chiefs do not. Yeah, they are struggling to be a good team. You know, like, something's to be said about that. It's um, the defense for the Chiefs is atrocious. Yeah, that's real bad. They're the Cowboys of last year, but this year. And the Cowboys <laughs> look good, too. Denver does not now. <laughs> the two games Denver needed to win to prove that they were good, they lost fucking both of them and lost them convincingly. And Dak Prescott continues to look really good, too, man. I'll, I'll give him his credit. 50 to 26. They were outscored by twice as many points in their last two games. Who's that? The they Chiefs? literally. Huh? Who's that? The Chiefs? The Broncos. Oh, the Broncos. Yeah, they gave up a total of, what, 26 points in three games and then gave up 23 and then 27 immediately after that. They doubled. Well, I'll tell you what, that loss to the Steelers is more damning than anything just because of how listless the Steelers have looked this year. Sure. And maybe the Steelers get their shit together at some point. Maybe we have all just been, like, knocking on the Steelers because they're not healthy and because they're losing – badly and early. You know what I mean? But maybe they can end up getting their shit together. I'm curious to see how the Steelers go. I don't know. I feel like Ben is getting better. He's not going to be that good ever again. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm curious to see how that goes. Let me see. How do we do in our pickums this week? I was just, I was asking Kev. Kev, can you send it to us? Sure. It was... Although I know you don't want to see yours, but you know we we no. want to see ours. Yeah, because y'all went four and one. I went one and four. So hey, I'll take it. Here we go. Is this it the, this week we're, for winning fantasy? Though <laughs> so we had the Rams, Chargers, and Bills this week, right? That was it. Uh, you guys did. I had the Hawks, Browns, and Chiefs, which okay. did not bode well for me. <laughs> 
So me and Alex went three and zero in that and <laughs> there. Yeah. Oh yeah, boy. And then I picked up the Cowboys. I did not pick up Washington. There it is. Thanks, Kev. Yep. Alex hit on the Bucks, lost on the Broncos. I hit on the Vikings and lost to the Bengals. Damn that game against the Packers. I know. In overtime. Oh, dude, nobody dude. wanted to win that game. That was crazy. So how do we feel about the Bengals, though? I mean, they're one win away from being Bengals four and one. Good. Right? They look good. I seriously thought they were going to have another tie this year because of that game. <laughs> but it's weird because, like, they look – I think I think the thing about the Bengals is that we have to say they look relatively good because it's relative to the Bengals and their history. You know what I mean? They won by three versus a terrible Jacksonville Jaguars team. They lost in overtime to the Packers, but they made it. They were close. You know what I mean? And then to the Vikings, literally, if a guy could hit an extra point worth a field goal, he was like a 23-yard field goal, they at least tie, if not lose that game. So they're a completely blown field goal away from being, you know, two and three at this point. Four of their five games have been decided by a field goal. Yeah. And what, two of them have gone their way and two haven't? Yeah, and then the other one was just a blowout. By 14 against the Steelers. And Hines, too. Like, that's not an easy place to play. So, all credit to them. You know what I mean? They play the Lions next week, which probably they'll win by a field goal, too, because the Lions like to lose by field goals every week. Sure. <laughs> Man, they're going to be living on the road for a minute. They're at the Lions, at the Ravens, and at the Jets. Yeah, that's through sure. Or the next five are on the road, yeah. Uh-huh. And then home versus the Browns, not an easy game. And then back to the figures. <laughs> yeah. I think that uh, I think that borrow to I think that borrow to chase uh, connection is making them look really really good too. Yeah, that's going to be just fine. Yeah, especially for my fantasy. <laughs> I tell you what, though, four, five of the last seven games are at home. That bodes well for them schedule wise. Yeah, it does. Sure. Now, how do you feel about the 49ers, Ravens, and Chiefs? I mean, they're not necessarily easy opponents at home, but you're at home. Right. And then the two road games are against the Broncos and the Browns. Which are winnable. Now, speaking of close games, you look at Minnesota, and I was going to (laughs) ask how you guys feel about that, because they're one game flipped from the Bengals, so the Bengals had that win. So they lost to the Cardinals in Arizona, 34-33. to So they lost by one point, right? And I even think that was on a blown kick, too. They beat the Seahawks pretty handily. They beat the Lions not so handily, but with Cook out, nothing's going to be handily for them. And then they lose to the Browns by one score and make the Browns look – very human. You know what I mean? Not that the Browns aren't human, but they still make them look pretty human. Uh, how do y'all feel about the Vikings? Yeah, I'm not sold on them. <laughs> uh, same. Uh, I still don't know how to feel about it, but I also know I, don't, I can't trust the Vikings right now. So, I mean, their two wins are coming across the Seahawks, who let everybody score. 
and the Lions, who just are they fight hard, but they're bad. <laughs> See, I'm just also curious how this team thing is going to do. I think that the Minnesota Vikings may win or may end up with a winning record when all is said and done. Uh, Panthers, Cowboys, Ravens, Chargers, Packers, 49ers. I can see them losing every single one of those games. We can see that about a lot of teams too, and they do well. But we didn't think. Packers. They got got a tough schedule. Uh, I don't know. I'm just saying. I don't think they'll end with a winning record. Watch out for that. I, I, at least within a game of 500, either above or below. But yeah, I don't, I don't trust them yet. I think with your lead running back being hurt for the last two games, without having a solid kicker, which looks like you're getting to that point now, they haven't missed a PAT since that game. Uh, yeah, the Chiefs talk about their running back, but Alexander Madison's probably the best backup running back in the league. He has shown that he can sure. handle pretty much anything that they give him, just like they do Cook. Sure. And since he's been there, he's, what, one and one? That's not bad. Again, a blown field goal, a 32-yard field goal away from being three and two, having a winning record. You know what I mean? Saying. I don't think they're as bad as we think they are. I think they just have a really bad stigma. You know what I mean? Because they're just as close as like the Bengals are. We just it's it's more fun to root for the Bengals because they've been bad for so long and have some players people like. Nobody likes Kirk Cousins. You know what I mean? <laughs> Fair. Hey, are the Rams still your guys's uh still your guys' best team? The Cardinals are five and zero. they're the only undefeated team left. But there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, four and one teams. I don't know. The Bills make a pretty strong case for being the best team in the league, in my opinion. Uh, Cowboys look really good. I was just going to say, man, I don't like to say it, but Cowboys look pretty good. Tampa looks really good as well. I mean, the Rams still look good even at 4-1. You know what I mean? Chargers, man, too. Yeah. I would have to say right now, I don't know, shit. <laughs> I say it's kind of a toss-up, but those bills look good. Yeah. Outside of that like- hiccup in week one, they've looked good since. The Bills. Yeah, I would say it's either the Bills or the Rams. I, I still think the Rams are really, really good. I think that when you come off of a a really emotional win versus last year's world champs, one of the most hyped games that you will have all season long, especially being so early, especially coming off a down game versus the Colts in Indy. I think that was a really emotionally draining game. I think the Cardinals were able to kind of take advantage of that to some degree. Because um, if you look at the Cardinals' first two games, again, they're all within, what, one to three-point margin of victory uh, leading up to the Rams. Um, so they're, they're, they're playing well. They're winning well. But I don't know. Something about 
the longevity, I think, that the Rams will be able to sustain. I don't think the Cardinals will. I was, just about, I was just about to ask you, do you are, there, are there Cardinals as good as their record? I mean, you are what your record is. You're 5-0 for a reason. Sure. But are they – I mean, I just said that. I don't see them running the table. I, you could – I mean, you might lose next week or this week at the Browns. Sure. Yeah. And they're not going to run the table because that division's too good. That conference is too good. <clears throat> but I do think the way they're playing and the what they've shown this year, I think they could very well win the division. And maybe be I don't see you winning the division, but I I don't see you winning the division, but you're getting into the playoffs. See, I could see them winning the division and actually getting the one seed. I think whoever wins that division in the West will get the one seed. Probably. I would agree with that. Yeah, I can agree with that, too. See, my whole thing is, like, I don't trust the Cardinals coaching staff as of yet. I, I just kind of don't. I still don't know how to feel about uh, Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, and I'm not saying that they haven't been playing well, but, like, when you're asking who's better overall, even at 4-1, and one, I would still say the Bills – because the biggest knock for both the Bills and the Cards is they both they, – neither one of them can run the ball. You know what I mean? They do everything else very well. Athletic quarterbacks, average to above average defenses, able to pressure the quarterback, big-time playmakers on the corners. But when it kind of comes down to who do I trust to run the game better, I'm going to – I got to lean toward the Bills. You know what I mean? Yeah, Sean McDermott's done a good job up there. So mm-hmm. they address the issues. They brought in the right people. It seems so far. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't know. Anything else in Week Five? Your your Dirty Birds won a game, man. No, I mean it was against the Jets, but still, it's a game. That's still a game, and it was in. It was across the pond, so I think there's still something to be said for that. Kyle Pitts finally showed his potential. Yeah, finally broke through and actually had a game. And Cordell Patterson has definitely emerged as the number one back when they were not sure who it was going to be, and everybody's kind of leaning towards Mike Davis because of what he did in Carolina last season. But Patterson is coming up super big. So far, that's not even so much as a running back as the running back part of it, but more of the back out of the backfield that you can pass to. Well, it reminds me kind of like a Camara, who has not yeah. been super great this year, but the guy who you have to respect the run game, but he is also very much a weapon in the pass game. It might not, it may even be better in the pass game than in the run game. And Dan, Christian McCaffrey's out again. He's been out. I know. That's a problem. <laughs> yeah. That's not good for them. For them. Problem for them. I don't give a shit. Go Falcons. <laughs> yeah, right now, I'd say your Cowboys win the division pretty easily. Oh, that's a given. Yeah, every day, all of these teams. Albeit, looking uh, worse a letdown of the dramatic kind. You should win this division pretty easily. Yeah. Let down or significant injury to Prescott oh, yeah. again. Or that or anybody else, literally for that matter. 
Well, well they, could, they could take an injury on the wideout front. They could take an injury to Zeke. But I think if you lose Prescott, you lose everything. Yeah. Very, very hinged But on. I, I think they could absorb it with the running back situation. If you lost Zeke for a few games, you have Tony Pollard to step in. If you lost C.D. Lamb, you still got uh, Mari Cooper and Gallup's about to come back from IR. Um, yeah, and even on the offensive line, we've been without Lyle Collins for the last four, uh, five games, and uh, our four games, and won all those games. Yeah, we've won them all. So Terrence Steele has really stepped in and was able to handle that. We've been missing um, Demarcus Lawrence since week two, and defenses held its own and and then some. So I think the biggest one is if you get an injury to Dak Prescott, your season's over. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because you're not going to win with Cooper Rush. That's the dude's backup? Or that's the yeah. that's his backup? Yeah. yeah. I never even heard of the guy. Sorry. <laughs> so all respect to him. Well he played a little bit last season when they were trying to find who was going to be the guy. You know what I mean? Uh, I didn't think he had any passes. It was Tanucci. It was Gilbert. I remember seeing him at least once. Okay. Anyways, any favorite uh, favorite things? And then we're out here. We got some. We got one big storyline to talk about in part two. I'll speak the obvious. Astros going to ALCS for the fifth year in a row. Yeah, nobody cares, Kev. But if I, if I want to say one that's not biased-related, watching Josh Allen look like a running back and leaping over a defender, that was incredible to watch on Sunday night. He actually hurdled a defender to get the first down. Sure. Didn't see it. All right. That was, I mean, that dude's incredible when it comes to running as a quarterback. He will stiff arm a guy. He will jump over him. He'll juke him out. That dude's an athlete, man. <laughs> Alex, you got one? 20, he played in one game, two games, but I don't think he attempted a pass. Because, <laughs> of course. Because, of course. He's got to prove his points. Because, of course. Damn right I do. Why else do you have points if you can't prove Uh, So... <laughs> Far be it from me to be a fan of this team, but I did think it was a cool moment. Um, when Texas A&M played the University of Alabama. Uh, Dude, college football this year. The inbreds or whatever their team mascot is. Um, it was for a game-winning field goal. Uh, and what was really cool was Seth Smith, the, the, the kicker for the Aggies, had his family there and they got to watch him kick the game winner and they did like a side by side. So it was as he was kicking and their reaction. And I thought that was, excuse me, super, super cool uh, to kind of see how excited that they got for, you know, their family member, their son, their, you know, brother to, uh, to kick the game winner. It was just really, it was kind of a cool moment to see. That was I saw that video. I didn't see the side by side, but I saw the video of the family. That's very, very special moment. Uh, go runners. 
five and zero, six and zero going into next this week against Rice. Best start in program history. Uh, They're yeah. ranked like twenty seventh in the nation. Well, are they really? Mm-hmm. Oh well, I didn't. I didn't look at the CBS. I just. I yeah. I, everybody's talking about ranking us on ranking us on the actual AP poll and whatever. But I'm like, hey, keep winning, dude. Because the reason I think we're not uh, quick tangent here on my alum or my alma mater, but the reason I think we're not ranked officially like in the top 25 is just because obviously we're still. I'm not gonna say a small school, but. You know, the voters don't know us. Nobody knows us yet. We're having our first real uh, – we're having our real first successful season. Um, and that's not our first real successful season, but our first, like, historic special season. I'll call it that. Um, I mean, you have, to do, you have to just keep winning. Keep winning, and they'll notice eventually. So What you have to do is pay Jack Trailer a lot of money so he never leaves this place. I don't think that's going to be an issue. I really don't. Yeah. <laughs> You ask the University of Houston. <laughs> I, I'm not worried about it. I am not worried about it. At least I'm trying not to worry about it. Because so. that's what Liberty did. They have a head coach who's taking them to 9-1, and 10-1 and one seasons, conference championships, so on and so forth. And they paid him a lot of money, and now he's not going to get to leave. Uh, unless he like, really, really wants to, but you know what I mean. Right. Uh, okay. But anyways. My alma mater, 6-0, going into, going into week, whatever this is. Rise up next. Let's go. All right, continue to be good to yourself. Be good to each other out there. Don't drink and drive. Don't text and drive. With that, we will see you later. Peace. See you.